welcome to What. It is the comedy edutainment podcast. Each week, a panel of three take it in turns to present a topic that they have deep dive research, something they get really excited about, and it is their job to convince the other people that their topic is more exciting, more interesting, and much more fun than mm. the others. It's a little game. It's a competition. It's unlikely to happen. It's unlikely to happen. <laughs> My name is Ellie, and I'm a content creator based in Austin, Texas, and joining me, as always, Chelsea, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Well, I did just make tachos for the team. Mm. It's just like a little thank you for my hungry guys. They were divine. So, I'm never, thank you. Oh my god. Joining us this week <laughs> is the one and only the Miles Luna. Hi, hello. Hi. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? What do you do? Sure. I am a writer and director for animation here in Austin, Texas. I'm also a voice actor, and I uh, made the mistake of going with the most pretentious mm-hmm. Twitter handle oh, years sure. ago. We will it's, get into that. It's really bad. It could have gone with that Miles Luna, a Miles Luna, but no, I went, you know who I am? I'm the Miles Luna, mm-hmm. and that decision will haunt me for the rest of my life. Yeah, you really... Mostly by us. <laughs> <laughs> we do bully you on that a lot. Well, and, and you know what? It's deserved. It's low-hanging <laughs> fruit. Although, I'd love to take a different turn and say, Miles, was there any other name that maybe your family thought about naming you? Oh, yeah? You want to bring that up, huh? I do want to bring yeah. that up. It's well, my favorite Miles in a story. My father, John, bless him. <laughs> I uh, feel like you were calling for him. John? 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 Yes, son. <laughs> oh, Dad, you're here. I drove here. That's weird. Get out, please. Okay, Mom says hi. Um, that was Johnny Lunar, everyone. God, Johnny, what do you get out of here? Yeah. Becky's probably worried back in San Antonio. He is a voice actor. Um, <laughs> That's why that's why he gets to be V Miles yeah. on Twitter. Uh, my father wanted to name me Bo. Mm. Uh, got that Louisiana uh, uh, attitude going there. My my mom was like, "Well, that will make him Bo Luna." Bo. So my mother saved my life. Yes. Because yes, <laughs> I would have been bullied to death. My title is. I can't believe I have to talk about Elon Musk. That's the title? That's the title. Does that have anything to do with Grimes? No. I can't believe I have to talk about Elon Musk. Is it his wife, ex-wife, wife, wife, ex-wife, Tallulah something? What? You know that he married and divorced (laughs) the same woman like three times? No, but he fucking would. Yeah, just... No, it's not about Tallulah or Grimes. Damn it. Is Uh, it about... It's not about the herstory of Elon Musk. (laughs) Is it about space? No. Because okay. mm. you know he'd be loving that space. Has yeah. anyone been watching Mars on Netflix? Because that man loves... Every single way, time I'm, I'm in a room with you, you bring up I the show. Say, I've been talk- <laughs> I haven't been seeing Mars, but I've been talking about Mars You're welcome. with you. You're welcome, everyone. It's really good. It's almost like I've watched it because in Ellie's way, watched it and talks about how she's watched it. I do know everything that happens in Mars. Is it about Cybertruck? It's too obvious, right? It's about Cybertruck. Oh, okay. Maybe like... I think robotics. And Something to do with robotics. Not inventors. Inventors? Miles has gotten close enough that I think that we're going to have to award him the bonus points, but also, like, let's shut it down for Okay, now. okay. Um, I'm going to go next. Okay. She's going next. My topic is called, Gotta Slide Fast. That so is for Miles. There's gonna you said you picked a topic for Miles to yeah, be but the guest. You, you're going to be so happy because it is equally for you. Okay. Oh, man. Got to got a slide. Is fast. it about like like slides, like water slides and like slides and like fun? 
<laughs> you got it. It's about Tommy Lahren's first job being a water slide attendant. <laughs> no, it's not. It's true. Uh, Is it true? That's true. That she was sense. making fun of AOC for being a bartender when she used to tend water slides. But see, when she was just the jabroni that's like, go, 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 go. Wait, stop. Wait, okay, go. go. Sorry, go. some kid dropped a hot dog. Wait, yeah. wait, hold on. Do I see that little like kid just like hardcore flipping towards his mom? Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. So no, but it's not about it's not about uh, Tommy Lauren or water slides. Uh, is it is it uh speed runs game speed runs exploit exploiting video game? That would be so inside baseball for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could uh, present okay, that in okay. good faith. Okay, okay. you're right. It needs to be brought. It needs to be brought. Okay, so is it about the 1996 hit series Sliders, starring? <laughs> Cherry O'Connell. Um, nail on the head. No, it's not. It's God not about that. It. It's not. All right. Yeah. Don't yeah. Similar vein. D- not not going to be about the early two thousands uh, Fox Kids series Sonic Underground, where they did introduce the musical numbers and instruments and Sonic's two lesser known siblings. Oh no. Okay. okay. Just wanted to check. Just is wanted it to check. anything? Is it something about animation? Like about related? To, like how like the Sonic had to get redone? No. Oh, I was wondering. Uh, we should pocket that. We should pocket that. Okay. We'll pocket right, that. Right. Topic. Okay. No, you didn't. You guys didn't get it. Okay. Okay. Miles. Guys, my title mm-hmm. is Eyes on the Prize. Game. Is eyes spelled like eyes? It's spelled like the eye, the, the seeing globes that you have in your skull. Yes. Is it about motion tracking in video games, like eye tracking? It isn't. It is not. Eyes on the Prize. Is it about, like game shows, like the the development of the game show? Ooh, again, not. If this was a game show, you would have been wrong. Mm. Sorry. I, I would be shocked if you get this. Eyes on the prize. Boom, 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 boom. Eyes on the prize. It better not be about Forrest Fenn because I've already done that one. I don't even know who that is. Good. Or what that is. Good. Well, do I have a story to tell you later? Okay. Do I have a podcast for you to listen to? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Eyes on the prize. I would give you my car if you guessed it. Like, Fuck. I don't think you were going to get it. Shit. Dan, now, how badly do you want this 2016 oh, Ford it's about, Focus? Like, a full body clench right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying it, to think. Is it about... Uh, an Olympics, but only for optometrists. It's not. Sorry, the Ford Focus does stay with me. Are you going to kick us off? I can kick us off. I'm like spooked, but I guess I'll do it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a little scared. Picture this. Mm-hmm. It's 2008 and you're a child. Horrid. you go to a children's museum and kids are playing they're laughing ben stiller's nowhere to be seen no but you know who is there is paralympic athlete and activist amy mullins cool amy mullins is very cool Mm -hmm. and she starts talking to these children they're all around between the ages of six and eight and she asks the adults and like the docents if she can just have a few minutes alone with the kids Okay. Um, before the adults come in. Okay. I know you guys are sounding spooked and that's the right response, but in this case, it's okay. 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 So here's the reason why she wanted to do that. Amy Mullins was born without fibula bones in her legs. Okay. So she had her legs amputated when she was a baby. Okay. She's been a lifelong lifelong advocate for uh, disability rights. Like I said, she's a she's an athlete. She has competed both against like other uh, able-bodied people and also in the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and she said the reason that she asked for this time alone with the kids is because she wanted a little bit of time before adults had that moment that all adults have where they're like, don't you, don't you fucking look at her legs. Don't you stare. Don't you stare. Aww. Don't you look. She wanted the moment of like true, honest curiosity with these mm-hmm. kids. She got all the kids together and she said, 
Today, I wanna jump over a house. How would you design for me a pair of legs that would jump over a house? And immediately all the kids got super excited. And they were like, kangaroo. And then another one was like, no, no, they need to be like a frog. And then another one was like, no, 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 it needs to be like go-go gadget, like it needs to be the springs. And she said, and this was in a TED talk that she gave, this one of the top TED talks ever. She said, just like that, I realized these kids did not see me as disabled. They saw me as somebody capable of having abilities that they could not have yet. That's and awesome. that's and that's all it takes. And I credit that TED Talk with first of all, the first time I saw it, it's, it's about it's about ten years old now, but um, it forever changed the way that I thought about disability mm-hmm. before and after that. Um, but it also is such a great example of kind of changing the paradigm around the human body. Mm. Okay. So let's fast forward. Now it's 2050. Now we're talking super soldiers. And why are we talking super soldiers? Because the U.S. Army's Combat Capability Development Command released a study this year. uh, And this was the title. This is real. This year, by the way, it's 2019. Yes, but they kind of released it like for like, you know how like... You know, like in like business and government, for no reason they always do things like a year ahead. So this yeah, is like sure. a 2020 study or whatever. Okay. Uh, but this is the title: Cyborg Soldier 2050 Human Machine Fusion and the Future of the Department of Defense. That Cybermen is, are real. Cybermen are real. Doctor it, Who knew it. 50. Years I'm just gonna ago. tell you right now that's that's gonna be my anime pick of the next season. I think that sounds like it's gonna be a banger show. Cyborg it's gonna be so great. Yeah, Cyber 2050. Yeah, really Hell. good stuff. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, no, they're saying, like, this is this is real. Like, this is not, like, oh, well, first of all, I don't think that the army really, like, deals in, oh, gee, golly, we sure wish, other than that thing that <laughs> you were talking about the other day with, like, the Minister of Goats. But um, this is this is real. This is, this is the first sentence uh, of the report. Oh it God. says, the primary objective of this effort is to forecast and evaluate the military implications of machines that are physically integrated with the human body Ooh. to augment and enhance yeah. human performance over the next 30 years. Oh my gosh. All I'm thinking about is Cybermen. And mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Doctor Who, then you should. It's a beautiful, I haven't seen that. It's a beautiful live comic book of a show. But... Cybermen is this idea that you take human bodies and you remove emotion and you put the human brain, minus emotion, with emotional inhibitors, mm-hmm. into a robotic body. Mm-hmm. And they're like all powerful and they make it sort of like, do, do, do. And it's like, you must be eliminated if, you ha- if you're not a cyber. Straight up, like this is some ghost in the shell shit. This is some well, cyberpunk 2077. Well, so yes, that is true. But we don't have to wait till 2077. We get to have it in 2050. Here are the four things they believe will be possible by 2050. And again, this is in a military application. Uh, Can I try and guess one of them? Yes. Okay. Um enhanced like vision like zoom in lenses for your eyes yes yes that is one. yes enhanced vision do you want to guess one ellie um that was so excited i'm so excited i'm Wait, so does, about this does enhanced vision that probably includes things like night vision and infrared yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um super speed like robotic legs can i piggyback on that one i think i think yes yeah, some sort of like exoskeleton like enhanced limb feature thing for sure yes so ex- it's they call it it's a body so they're t- like either a bodysuit or an exoskeleton that offers increased muscle control. So what we think that means is probably f- like faster twitch muscle mm-hmm. reactions. 
Also, that you'd be able to, like, bear more weight, okay. those types of things. Nerd alert, uh, I read the Halo books, uh-huh. uh, and they did this really cool Go thing on. where, because that, that's a big thing in Halo, is, like, cybernetic warriors and yada, yada, yada. They they created this, like, super suit that does these things, has all these, like, uh, uh, faster muscle reflexes and stuff. And in, in that book, the first soldier that they tested on, they're like, all right, soldier Jim, move your right hand. And because it's just going based off of how quickly he thinks about it, his right hand moves so quickly that it shatters the bones in his arm, which then sends him into shock, which then breaks his entire body and he dies. So That's we have that to maybe look forward to. That's a very real concern. And actually... We're going to get into some tech in a minute that's a lot closer to that (gasps) than you think that we're at. Oh, my God. So so more or less something like that is already happening. Oh, my God. Can you tell me the two other things? Yes, I will. Thank you, Ellie. You're welcome. So we talked about the exoskeleton, the bodysuit. I I almost argued almost doesn't count because it's not a permanent fixture Mm -hmm. in the body. Yeah. Uh, But, yes, we talked about enhanced vision. Sharper hearing would be the other one. If you think about it, we're already getting a lot closer because we can restore hearing for people who have some level of hearing loss. Uh, The last one is... (sighs) Is essentially mind reading. (gasps) But what what they call it is... Direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two-way data transfer. That's some fucking so, hive mind shit. So yeah, so literally, they'll put implants in your brain, and then you'll have like you'll have like a it's like a walkie-talkie. Like you'll have you'll have a radio station that like the other people in your like squadron are on that you guys can. What? Therefore, you can you can communicate without having to talk or like send messages that could be intercepted by the can enemy. Can you do a Google search with your mind in this in this situation? Yeah. Maybe. So that's, we're actually connecting. You guys keep getting ahead because you're sorry, so excited. Sorry, sorry, which is sorry, great because why I wanted to bring this to you guys. Okay. So we've talked about people who are differently abled now, which is really a lot of the ways that we think about enhancing the body today. Yeah. And then we've talked about military applications, uh, possibly in the future. But here's the question. If we start to shift this paradigm towards... Less like how do you how do you get somebody to a baseline level of movement or function, which is how we think about like prosthetics. Mm-hmm. What would you and I mean the two of you be willing to do to your body today? Ooh. For example, would you be willing to get an implant in your hand uh, that would lock and unlock your door so that you could just wave your hand in front of your door? No. Mm, maybe. I just say because you can. There's a woman in Leicester that does it, and there's several people in England who have no this. No way. Yeah, it works the same way that like your security card at work works. Do so you just like put it? Whoa. You just implant it in your hand on the front. Okay, uh, like how different is that than having like the contraceptive implant? It's not. You could argue that that is also a form of being a cyborg, right? True. You have an implant that emits a chemical into your bloodstream that prevents you getting pregnant. You have a implant in your hand that emits a signal that enables you to open a door we're getting actually if you think about it opening a door is way less intrusive than like messing with your whole reproductive system oh yeah i mean we're, we're at points too where it's like right now we're talking about like technological things that we can be doing to our bodies to augment them but we're already doing things on chemical levels i take adderall every day for my adhd like we're doing stuff I, that messes with our junk i would totally get some kind of electronic or i don't know some kind of surgery to have better eyes Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you guys have hit on a really good point, which is, like, where do you draw the line? Right. Like, people, like, you know, there's there's an entire kind of counter-cultural movement called transhumanism. 
these are the people who are right now doing things like getting the security card. Another one, and this is one that I actually think is really smart, is they're getting implants, you know, in their hand or in their body, somewhere that's conspicuous, usually identified by a tattoo that stores medical information and in the case of emergency that's information. That's a great idea. So it can be, it can always be scanned. You don't ever have to worry about not having your identification Not having on it on you. Yeah. So those things I think are really good. To me, what kind of draws the line is whether or not it's medically necessary. Mm. Um, You know, because some of these are like, because then that's when you get away from, like I said, getting people back into a a baseline of function. Yeah. And more into enhancements. Right. To take this to the other extreme or like, or to the extreme that we kind of, as people have already taken it. If I didn't have access to contacts or glasses, I would be dead by now. Oh, yes. I cannot see to that level. And so why is it okay for me to put silicon layers in my eyes every day? Mm-hmm. But the idea of doing that permanently with some kind of tech is freaky. Well, because right? but that's it's usually a personal preference because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people for whom, and I'll admit, like I'm in the same boat as you. Like my vision is so poor that I would not be able to drive a car. I would not be able to do a lot of like important tasks mm-hmm. without yeah. some sort of way. So I always make fun of my boyfriend. I'm like, you're out here seeing for free. Right. You know how much money I pay every to year see? for the privilege of seeing? And like, and I realize like that's a very low level thing and there's like real disabilities that yes. people have to deal with and that's, I'm not trying to we draw are, a comparison. We are lucky in that we have accessibility to those things. To those things. However, if somebody said, oh yeah, I can give you not only, like you said, not only perfect vision, Perfect 2020 vision, but I could allow you to see at night. I could I allow give you, you a to 10 zoom times in. optical zoom. All I have to do is cut your eyes out yeah. and replace them with. It's times like these, I it, think. That's about, the moment that everybody kind of has that thing, and it's that intrinsic, mm. intrinsic feeling of just like, that's my body, which is why so many of these um, big leaps that we've been having are in, for example, prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Because then you have a test group of people. Uh, not to keep like belaboring this term, maybe you can cut it out a couple times, but to get people back to a baseline of function, you're finding people being a lot more creative. So there are two types of tech that I want to tell you guys about that are, again, happening right now. They think are very, very exciting. Okay. okay. And not just for people who have lost limbs, but for maybe somebody in this room who might be getting their limb cut off for fun in the next 30 years. You don't know. Uh, so. Ooh, I hope it's me. Oh my God. I hope it's my <laughs> Um, so there's two things that you lose primarily from like a scientific standpoint if you lose an arm or a leg or a limb. Right. Uh, you lose sensation, right? Because the nerves stop there. You now obviously you can't feel that limb anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and you lose function. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like these, like again, like these are like really simple concepts, but like let's spell them out because this is yeah. why this is important. Yeah. So in terms of sensation, there's something very cool that surgeons have been doing. They've successfully done it on one patient in Chicago where they rerouted the ends of her nerves where they stopped on her arm where her arm uh, was amputated and they rerouted the ends of those nerves into her chest so now whenever somebody touches her chest she feels it on her arm which is not there so and she has a prosthetic arm so what that means is is that you can essentially touch her arm first of all by touching her chest. Whoa. And also, it w- works the other way, which is that when she thinks it, like, it's hard to explain for us, but like, 
she thinks about that and she can move and feel things with her arm. So she has a truly bionic arm. And, and, and that's a process of sort of neuroplasticity, of reworking the way that you think about moving your arm to think about moving that specific part of your chest. Right. Because you know how, like, there's always that joke, like, there's always that one kid in sixth grade that's like, hm, we are, I have a sixth sense. We are, already have way more than six senses. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So the sixth sense is uh, proprioception. Which is, that is your awareness of your body. It's the fact that, like, for example, like, you, Miles, you know where your arms and legs are Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. without, like, looking down and then touching each one with your hand. Right. You don't have to do that. You can also move them through space. You can can close your eyes and lift your right arm up and know that it's above you in space. All of that, that's your sixth sense. That's proprioception. Right. That's something that people lose when they lose a limb, and it can be really psychologically jarring yeah. it can be it can be very difficult but also what's incredible is the way that people adapt with it mm. yeah um so that is so that's about sensation going back to movement this fucking rules and i'm so <laughs> into it so your body as we talk about a lot the three of us i think because we you know we do a lot of like yoga together we do a lot of stretching we're weird friends yeah uh so your body you know is like a system essentially of like pulleys and levers all yes. of your muscles work together pushing and pulling to move your body around. I'm just moving. You can't see me, but I'm moving like around. A, just like a bleed of Ellie's, grass in the yeah. wind. Ellie's moving around like she's in like Woodstock. some sort of... Yeah. It's one of these avatar like Navi dances. Yeah. yeah. Now they have this new approach where they rebuild that relationship by surgically implanting the prosthetic limb so right now prosthetic limbs like they change out yeah. but mm-hmm. if you surgically implant it you can connect the edges of it to the edges of the muscles so that for example when you contract your hamstrings and it pulls on the front of your leg then it's going to pull the back of your oh. lower leg down oh. i robot. yeah no it's incredible or like that wasn't a great example so like the way that your bicep and your tricep uh, which is your the muscles in the top of your arm above mm-hmm. your elbow? Oh, wait, the, well, what these ones? <laughs> well, I'm trying <laughs> you're to look at these. No, these guns. Okay, you guys are great. So the bicep and the tricep, if you contract them, it pulls your forearm up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you have a prosthetic limb that has been surgically connected to your bicep and your tricep via your elbow, then it can restore that proprioception, um, and it. So, therefore, not only can you move it like a real arm, but you can also sense where it is in space. Whoa. Um, That's amazing. One of the amputees that they did this for, they gave him a neuroprosthetic foot. That's what it's called, neuroprosthesis. Cool. Uh, He says, it feels like you put the bones back in my foot. Ah! It's not just that he can move it. It's that he can feel his foot the way that you feel your foot. That's huge for people. Yeah. Yeah. But what it also means is that, yes, like we can start to get, just like Amy Mullins asked for, uh, legs that make us eight feet tall and jump over houses. A, a friend of mine uh, who's a veteran that lost his legs um, overseas told me that the most interesting question that he got asked when he was going through the uh, prosthetic process was, how tall would you like to be? Yeah. It's crazy. Never think about that kind of stuff. Amy <laughs> Mullins is naturally around, nat- you know, it seems as though if she had grown to adult, she'd be about 5'7". She has several pairs of legs that make her well over six feet tall. Hell and she yeah. says she just fucking loves to come in and tower over people who, like, had prepared, had set themselves up to feel sorry for her, whether they realized it or not. And then she's like, it's so great to come in and be, like, aesthetically beautiful, physically imposing, because she has, like, really beautifully, like, carved legs. Yes. She's several sets of legs. And she's like, honestly, if you could give me, like... 
if you give me my legs back, I don't know that I would want that. Wow. That's amazing. That is so cool. That is unbelievable. And then cool. lastly, because I said that I would I would talk about him, we'll talk a little bit about Elon Musk, who, <laughs> as you can tell, is not my favorite person because I think he's a douche nozzle. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, sure, sure, sure. There's some shady stuff going on over at Tesla. But he's working on a Neuralink, which is... Uh, like you said, can you use your brain to Google some, something? Elon Musk wants you to be able to. He wants you to be able to find gifts mm-hmm. with your brain. The nice thing about it, and the only reason that I'm willing to talk about him, is because right now this technology is being developed for people with motor neuron and other neurological diseases like Alzheimer's. People who are locked in. So there could be a point in which you could be connected to a Neuralink and you could think and your thoughts would come up on the screen. You know that's my greatest fear. Which, yes. So yeah, so like... You and I, yeah, we share this fear, uh, like locked-in syndrome and all that stuff is, is terrifying to think about. Or ALS, you mm. know, is, is a devastating illness that robs you of your ability to communicate with people. Yeah. So a Neuralink, and this is something that they're doing, this isn't theoretical, like they're making it right now. It connects to the neurons in your brain and it can translate that those synapses. That's amazing. So it's fucking wild. So that's that's the state of cyborgs right now. Those cyborgs today. Can, cyborgs today. Those are things we can look forward to. And here's the final thought that I want to leave you with. Okay. And we touched touch on this a little bit. Is who will this be for? Mm-hmm. So it will be for people that we, again, want to get back to a certain level of function. It will always fucking be for the government. Because, like, duh, the yeah. government. But... You know, everybody, every science fiction author, uh, everyone is worried about creating this tiered society, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, we talk about we talk about net neutrality and having like a good internet versus a bad internet. What about a good versus bad internet that you access with your brain? Mm. Yeah. So, because only certain people can afford certain implants, mm-hmm. that is something that scientists have not figured out the answer to. As we're rapidly approaching a point in which these things are becoming very real. So it's an important thing to always consider when you like, and you know, I'm so glad that's why I love the two of you. And that's why we're really good friends. Duh, is, you know, whenever you kind of have these fun conversations of like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'd have my eyes cut out and get like super cool eyes. Like there's a, there's a privilege inherent in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's only going to become more real as these things become more but accessible. Counterpoint. Okay. The thing that's going to level the playing field for all of us would be if we don't reverse climate change. Oh! She done did it. Thanks, Greta. So... This podcast, the presenting sponsor of what is Greta Thunberg. So Thanks, what's, Greta. What's the use in cyborg kangaroo legs well, that, there are no houses to jump over? This, oh, this, okay. is, this is why I keep thinking, you know, Elon Musk keeps talking about all the features of his cyber truck, and it's like, oh yeah, it can withstand, it can withstand like, you know, attacks and all this stuff. I'm like, this, this motherfucker's preparing for the apocalypse. Oh, he is. Absolutely oh, yeah. is. Because it's coming. Because they know, because billionaires already know yeah. it's coming. It's just going to be like 2012. Just like 2012 starring oh, John Cusack. Oh, that incredible, like, soon-to-be oh, documentary, 2012. Yeah. Yes. But- God, your topic just made me want to go back and play all the Deus Ex Human Revolution. Okay. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. Yeah. It's points time. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. Don't be scared. I'm so scared. I want to give you five points off the bat for... Amy Mons, because I think it's an amazing story. I think it's a great way to, like, educate kids and, like, how to think about these things and how to, like, normalize this for children. And I think that so often parents do... People do a poor job of 
the whole um, treat them the same because they're different mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I think that was really cool. I like that story a lot. Um, three <laughs> points for scaring the tits off me about the cyborgs. And then two points for reminding me about how much I love Doctor Who. So that's ten points all around. Oh my god! Nice, 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 nice. The last thing that I want to say is that the woman that's doing the implants in the hands in Lester, she calls herself a biohacker. She used to be a piercing artist. I have a new dream job. Yeah, no, right off the bat, I'm giving you five points for biohacker. I'm giving you five (laughs) points for informing me of the term biohacker. Five points right off the bat. I'm going to give you two points uh, for opening my eyes to how close... Uh, the world of Ghost in the Shell uh, and all my favorite sci-fi is uh-huh. I'm going to dock you one point for bringing up Elon Musk though and you, oh, and you, and you knew that was going to happen and you knew that was going to happen and I knew that was coming and I yeah. took that risk let me just like get myself situated with- oh my god Honestly, Ellie, please. Mm-hmm. Like, get yourself situated. <laughs> I'm going to. Ellie, please. I have to be comfortable in order to present my... T- Look, I'm very far behind in the points, and I believe that the secret to me winning is my preparation and my comfortability. Is that okay with you? This is the most, like, Dennis Reynolds-ass shit Ellie yeah, has ever said. Yeah, it's a like, little frightening. Yeah, like, she I is- have my system. I have my tools. Yes. She's like, to here, succeed. I'm going to get my points. My because tool. of the implication. Well, jokes on them because, uh, yes, I imagine. <laughs> Here, you know what? I'm just going to give you these. Use them as you will. I'll just redact the whole just, thing. Here you go. Hold oh, on. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amazing. <laughs> what? 27. 69. Uh, What's a bear doing here? I don't think you're going to get a lot of I'm use out of the last one, one, but I wanted yeah, to give it. Yeah, I wanted I'm, to give it to you. Thank you. I'm... Put your pants back on. Now that that. Hey, can <laughs> we get a is. can we get a time code on that? <laughs> can we get yeah. it clean? Okay, cool. Nice. We're looking out to the producers who don't exist because it's us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just our dark reflections in the evening window. <laughs> just like, hey, future me, who I fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, guys. Yeah. Snakes you... are super symbolic creatures. Aww. Okay, I'm assuming we've jumped into your topic we and you're did. not just stating that outright. <laughs> I wanted to talk. I'm just throwing it out as a talking point. Okay, great. Yeah, this great. Is- okay, you, have, you have a little, like, black book of conversation starters. <laughs> you just keep on. Like, wow, great one, guys. Um, uh- <laughs> this, whole po- this whole podcast has just been so Ellie can build up a back catalog of interesting things to whip out at parties. Yes! <laughs> Yes, that is actually. I should. I really thought that was in the creative brief. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't. I didn't notice that in the one sheet. The deeper meaning of this podcast is so I can make friends. Okay. (laughs) Snakes are super symbolic creatures. Okay. (laughs) In my upcoming novel. (laughs) Listen to me. (laughs) This is this is why she doesn't have friends. She's got one friend. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm just at a party. <laughs> hey, listen to me. My story wasn't done. <laughs> hey, listen to me. Snakes are super symbolic. Since the dawn of civilizations, snakes have been associated with eternity, evil, healing, order, creation, death, and power, which is kind of a lot to give to, like, yeah, a what the fuck? animal, right? How do they just, like 
check all the boxes of all the things. Uh, well, have you ever seen a snake move? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty magical. It's a, You're right. It's like a lot. It's pretty cool. Snakes are present a lot in actual creation myths of the world from a bunch of different cultures. Yeah, telling uh, people to eat apples and shit. Well, I'm going to get there. Oh. But we're going to go earlier than that. What? Egypt. You know I like to go to Egypt, Chelsea. Oh, Ellie will always take us to Egypt if it is possible. It's like six degrees of Egypt on this show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell us about Egypt. They had a creation myth where this many-coiled serpent, Amduat, represented the chaos of pre-creation. Basically, the sun god Ra would rise from and return to this coiled serpent each day in a cycle of rebirth and death. Metal. That's how... Uh, their days worked, which is like such a casual way just to think about your day. Uh, let, let, let's get home. The the sun god is returning to the many-coiled serpent. African and Australian ancient cultures had this idea of Mother Earth represented by the rainbow snake. You might have seen that in like Aboriginal art. I haven't, but it sounds great. Of a very colorful rainbow snake. In ancient Chinese culture, Nuwa was a snake with a woman's head who created people. There are dragons everywhere. Every single culture has like depictions and artistic renderings and this idea of a cultural beast of a dragon. Yeah, we had Pete. And Puff. To us, probably to our culture, the most famous ancient serpent is to be found in Genesis 3.14. Yeah. The bad little crawly boy. I'm taking it to church, y'all. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you've done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Meanwhile, earthworms were like, what the fuck did we do? <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> so you notice I didn't focus on the whole like idea of there being a snake in the garden or like the whole oh. thing that we happened with the tree uh-huh. and all that-ish. Uh-huh. But I'm interested in is cursing you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go. Because... As a serpent, was he not already on his belly? Oh. That's what I was going to ask. Is like, does that imply that the snake that told Eve to eat the apple had like a little snake leg? Yes. What? Oh! Snakes had what? legs. Snakes had legs for well, then they're not many snakes. Wait, hold on. Checkmate. Wait, atheists. hold on. Wait, hold on. Are you talking? <laughs> wait. You mean like in science and shit? What? In science and shit. But let me win my way there. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm okay, I'm sorry. We have the Bible, but approximately a thousand years before, we have the pyramid texts, the oldest religious writings in the world. Cool. Which is pretty cool. Sick. Uh, It's basically the principal funerary literature of ancient Egypt. So they would read these to pharaohs to try and prepare them for the next life. And through reading them, we now know more than we could have ever known about Egyptian life. But... Within all these uh, preparations for the afterlife, there are several dozen spells and curses on snakes. They were like, hey, on the way to uh, Egypt too, you're going to find a whole <laughs> bunch of snakes and this is how right. you fight them? Yes. This is That's what you'll do. awesome. Here are some spells that call on snakes to lie down, fall down, get down, crawl away. Another spell that says he should go with his face on the path. This is kind of ancient poetry and mythology. We have these ancient cultures that talk about snakes within the language of being cursed to be a snake, which doesn't really make any sense. So what I'm arguing is the parallel between the scientific discovery that snakes had legs and now they don't is interesting in light of what has been written about them spiritually. Oh. Oh. So do they know what happened to legs? Yes. <laughs> so, so do they? Miles is just like, but, we, but where's legs? But what happened to legs? Let's see if we can find a logical scientific explanation for what appears to be an ancient religious curse okay. on an animal. All right. 
I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding, but all right. (laughs) Let us see. So we've proved, actually, from fossils and genetic science that the ancestors of today's slithery snakes once sported full-fledged arms and legs. Horrifying. Wait, hold on. You didn't say shit about arms. This changes (laughs) everything. Okay, okay. I'm just going to say it. Lizard. Like, like, <laughs> I'm gonna say the other thing. Trogdor. I I like, not just like a lizard. Let me just. Okay. So there was a species of snake called the Najash Rhinogera with hind limbs. Some snakes, like pythons, retain tiny vestiges of legs in the form of two little bumps on their pelvis. Like oh, today, pythons. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I was about to ask. Like, this sounds like you say snake with legs. I hear different creature, kind of how like Homo sapien, there was like Homo erectus and like, okay, okay. So this is what's, oh my gosh, we're going to get there. Oh my God. So we're going to get a little bit into genetic science, but I've made it as like user friendly because I also don't understand it. So I was like. You can say dumbed down. I won't be offended. I dumbed it down for myself is what I'm also saying. Okay. All right. You know, the little bendy ladders, the DNA. Yes. Double helix. The double helix bendy ladders. If you were building a program, that's the code of what makes up a living thing, right? Yes. Yes. Right. And genetic science is just like pulling that apart and playing with the ladder and seeing what's up with it. The studies focused on a stretch of DNA called the zone of polarizing activity regulatory sequence. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll just call it ZRS. Okay. Okay. They focused on a stretch of DNA called ZRS. They took mouse embryos. They took the mouse's ZRS DNA and they put a snake's ZRS DNA in the mouse. Is this like when you would take um, Sonic and Knuckles and then you would <gasps> open up the cartridge and put Sonic 3 inside and sometimes it would work, but then sometimes you'd put like other Miles. games inside and then it would be like, no, 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 what? you dumb bitch. That's not what this is for. It's amazing that you've stumbled upon a very fun side part, but the funnest part of this whole topic. Wait, what? I'm freaking out. Oh, wait, what was your title again? Gotta go fast. Oh, shit. <gasps> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm excited. I cannot I'm strapping believe how in. many times this plot has thickened. I know. It's a thick fucking it's plot. Okay, thick fucking so plot. Listen. listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> a little bit of snack is put in the yeah, mouse. Yeah, it's, it's the traditional start to any 90s cartoon. Mm-hmm. And the mouse didn't grow limbs, indicating that that is the exact part of the de- of the gene that they needed to go into, right? What? Oh, what? it's like the, it's the no, it's the leg suppressor gene. It's the leg suppressor gene. What the fuck? This is one of the many components of the DNA instructions needed in making limbs in humans and essentially all other legged vertebrates. And in snakes, it's just broken. That is a statement from the study's senior author Axel Vissel, a geneticist at the Lawrence Berkeley National Lab in California. So here's the thing. They have everything that they should need to make legs. They just don't. It, that just part does... That part that is part, dirty. Well, it's corrupted. It's like it just doesn't work. What the Whoa. fuck? That's like when you go into like mod some shit and like yeah. Skyrim and then you fuck it up and now all children NPCs are chickens for some reason and you're like, what did I yeah. do? So if you take the ZRS, right, and you zoom in, then you get these base pairs, which are the little nubbins on the ladders mm. yeah. that attach. They basically found out that 17 of these uh, base pairs had been just deleted. When they painstakingly fixed the mutations in the snake ZRS, which apparently you can do, and inserted it into the mice, the mice grew normal legs. What the f- This is some so, Jurassic Park-ass right, shit. So, like, imagine you take a computer chip out of something. Yeah, uh-huh. You solder it a bit, you fix it, you put it back in, and then it works. It does yeah. the thing it's supposed to do. So they had they managed to take the snake 
ZRS, no. fix it, put it in a mouse, and the mouse grew legs. That's how you get velociraptors. In light of our ancient curses, this is an interesting sentence. The quote-unquote molecular machinery for leg development still persists in snakes after millions of years. It's just switched off. That's fucking wild. Oh, that's They done got shit. cursed. Because otherwise you would think that they would just like, if like it would just go away. Yeah, they just wouldn't have it. Yeah. Right. Like the, the snake DNA was right. like, you know what? We don't need this anymore. Get rid of it. But yeah, it's, like, it's vestigial. Yeah, what the fuck? That's so cool. Right. Okay. Wait, what the fuck does this have to do with your title? So. Oh, man. <laughs> no. Miles, do you know the name of the gene responsible for limb development? Oh, big leggings. The old big leggings. The old big leggings. Yeah. It is called the sonic hedgehog gene. No, it isn't. Yes, it's it is. Not. Bullshit. Yes, it is. Why? Is this some fucking Paramount? Did Paramount sponsor this episode yeah. for a timely, <laughs> for a timely fucking topic? What Hell the fuck? yeah, dude. Why? Yeah. Why? Breaking Why? So. Did some big ass like '90s nerd like me was just like, mm. <laughs> no? So. Well, yes, actually, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, Ellie, go ahead and push your glasses up your nose and explain this shit to us. Yeah. So, the uh, doctor by the name of Robotnik was working on snakes. <laughs> Uh, oh my God. The sonic hedgehog gene was one of a set of three genes, all called hedgehog genes. Oh, I was gonna, I was, if you had said like sonic hedgehog, knuckles, echidna, no. tails, I would have like, there would have been a mile shaped hole in no, your wall no. as I ran out into the street screaming. Basically, <laughs> basically the gene is just a bit spiky, so they call them hedgehog genes. Fuck yeah. But one of the lab's British postdocs, Robert Riddle, pulled the name out of a comic book that his daughter brought over from the UK. Yeah, it's he, his daughter's, it it's his definitely daughter's. not his. Okay. It's definitely not his. Hell it was his yeah. daughter's. It was actually before the video game was released in the US. So, oh, well. But as the importance of the gene began to be better understood, as the Sonic the Hedgehog's video game, like as they grew an understanding of each other, some uh-huh. doctors started to be like, "Ooh, we should, we shouldn't call this gene that." <laughs> Sonic 06 came out, and they were like, "Consider maybe something else." <laughs> Mostly because they didn't want to have to explain the phrase Sonic Hedgehog gene to a sick patient. Oh, yeah. So your son's not going to have legs, and here's why. And here's why. Scientists found that the snake ZRS had disabling mutations that prevented limb development, so the sonic hedgehog is turned off. However, they also found that during the first 24 hours of their existence, python embryos have a pulse of sonic hedgehog transcription. That little pulse is enough for them to begin development in a femur, tibia, and fibula, but then they just degenerate. And weird. become cartilage. That's fucking Almost weird. like a curse. Almost like a curse. That's so cool. Um, but what that means is that it's possible for the pythons of today to grow legs. And it doesn't require an entire evolutionary cycle for them to do so. They just need the right genetic mutation to help along the limbs they already have. Wow. So imagine like you're just like on a Boy Scout trip. I'm imagining it. And... You see a python, mm-hmm. and you're like, everybody be chill. It's quiet. Like, just like, if you're gentle and, like, chill, it won't come after you. And then it just rises up out of the grass on big old legs. What are you doing? I just have to outrun the slowest kid in my scout troop. <laughs> I'm oh. good. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, that's man. That's story. That's shit. That's God, that story had everything. It had curses. It had Egypt. It had Sonic the Hedgehog. It had Sonic the Hedgehog. And it had Knuckles. some spooky, some spooky wow. genetic shit. We went wow. a lot of places. We traveled. Wow. We really traveled. Okay, I'm... Can you even, Miles? 
I don't know if this is allowed. This is only is that allowed? I haven't been on the show very much. I want to give have. you ten. You can give me ten. I'm going to give you ten. It's not unprecedented. Okay. For <laughs> settle down. Yeah, let's calm down, Miles. I'm giving you ten because you clearly had to take a lot of big, big boy science and make it sound good to us. Did and, it? Yeah. Yeah, no. I have a general understanding of... of uh, cool. You talked about Kanye West's zone um, yes. and a few other things. Yeah, no, I get it now. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So 10 points of that. Great. Um, and then I'm going to give you three points and knuckles for Sonic the Hedgehog. Three points. <laughs> three points and knuckles? It's a Sonic the Hedgehog meme. All the deep Sonic fans okay, uh, in well, the what community great. are really going to appreciate it. So that's just for them. So 13. Thirteen points. Beep, 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 okay. Yeah, I, you know, I think in some ways, like this is an incredible what topic. Thank you. It's like, oh. it's you know, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you six points right off the bat for something that we thought we knew about snakes. Do they have legs? I before this, I thought I knew the answer to that. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like to make you question the big yeah. things. Uh, and then there was like some deep science in there, which I enjoyed, and some nerd stuff, which was definitely for Miles, and he, he liked it. I did, <laughs> and it helped. So I am gonna have to take one point off for like just, just completely ruthless pandering to our guest. Okay, Sonic. Fair. Hi. Desperate, but, desperate pandering. But I am gonna give you back six points. <gasps> Because it makes me sad that you think that you have to come up with, like, little facts. Like, little fact banks <laughs> to get friends. Because you know what? You got a friend right here, bud. Aww. Roll right the here. Toy Story soundtrack. Go. <laughs> you two have very interesting... <laughs> That's your Randy, Randy Newman? Newman. You me... got a friend in me. You got little... a friend in me. You got a friend in me. How will you... I don't think you're allowed to do this. Something I don't know all Ellie. the words, but you got a friend in me. Ellie, how are you ever going to have sex with this man again? <laughs> Honest to God. Okay, no. I, I have to give you another I point. Know that's what he sounds like. I have to give you another point for having listened to that. <laughs> My story is called Eyes on the Prize. Oh, yes. Yeah. Eyes on the Prize. I'm going to need you guys to um, just close your eyes and come with me on a, a fictional journey through my mind palace. Yes. Well, but um, I swear to God, if you do you. Randy Newman again. <laughs> <laughs> well, my eyes are closed and I'm vulnerable. Oh, yeah, hang on. I'm just, I'm just shutting the Randy Newman jewel and I'm locking it and I'm throwing that key away. There it is. <laughs> Can you delete that DNA sequence that lets Miles do that? Yes. Rand DNA? <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> all right, okay. Go. All right, all right. Close your eyes and I need okay, you to picture okay. this, okay? So, it's Monday morning and you wake up. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, correct. The last thing you want to do is head into work. Uh, you've got a hangover. Yep. Uh, yes. The weather outside is miserable, as okay. usual. Uh, but you really need the money. Yeah. So you uh, you jump into a cold shower, make yourself presentable, and take off towards the office. Cold shower? Why? What? Am mm. I really? Am I like? Am I like horny? <laughs> no, it's, you know, 
know, time is of the essence. You can't wait for it to heat up. You gotta... I'm trying to paint a picture with my words, and it doesn't oh. involve you being horny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so mad for something that's so natural, but wow. continue. Back and in my house. Again. Uh, it's a short walk to work, but somehow you're still five minutes late, and you get an earful from your manager yeah. about how if people can't count on you to be on time, how can they trust you with their money? And Ooh, she's okay. annoying, but she's got a point, because you are a bank teller. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Oh, in this fine. in this fun Not choose your own adventure right. story, your bank teller. Gorgeous. Um, so the day crawls by at a snail's pace with hardly mm. any customers coming by, and you start thinking about stealing your coworker's cabbage roll in the break room fridge. When finally, oh, oh. well, that's got my eye, has it? <laughs> <laughs> cabbage roll. That's what you I'm gotta get. Well, There's Ellie, a, you ooh. gotta fart. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> open that fridge and oh, take it out and all the non-customers you oh, have. Is that and. Is that a cabbage roll? <laughs> this is a fucking horny Monday morning. Yes. Jesus. Yes, I'm setting the scene. <laughs> so, finally, a gentleman approaches your station. He's about Great. 50 years old with kind eyes. Are we talking like... Is he yummy? Like an, yeah, but like like an old man fifty or like, like a Daniel about, Craig fifty? Yeah, like a yeah, <laughs> like a Keanu kind of 50. fifty or like a, like my history a teacher. David Tennant who, fifty. Yeah, no, that's still a good one. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like a David Tennant, Keanu Reeves fifty, or is it like my geography teacher who mm. used to say, "Pick up a guitar, CC, and talk dirty to me," and nobody liked it. 50. Oh, oh God, oh. we need to do a separate what topic on the thing you just said. Average kind of doughy oh. fifty. Oh, fine. Don't be mean. We can't I'm all be Keanu. I'm still horny. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's just frustrating. I get yeah. it. Well, uh, he's got kind eyes. And uh, and when he asks you how you're doing, you actually feel like he cares. Hey, so I'm really horny. Thank you for asking. <laughs> he means it. <laughs> it's you, been a really hard day. Can you imagine if just, you're being jealous? I'm just, sitting, <laughs> I'm just sitting here counting the coins and just dripping. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's been tough. It's been tough. Thank you. Thank you for uh, checking um, in. So you, you make small talk, just like that, just like Eleanor did. Just Very normally. normal small talk. Just bright red. You make small talk as you go about your work and come to find the man to be a wonderful conversationalist. He's genuine, kind, calming, very calming, in fact. So calming that as you stare into his eyes, you almost feel as though you could fall asleep. Uh, what? Huh? And then you do. <gasps> and then you wake up. And the man is gone. And your manager wants to know what the hell you've just done. And you realize you don't know. Mm, now, in this situation, you'd likely be a little scared, a little uncomfortable, yeah. a bit confused, maybe still a little horny. Well, your confusion would likely skyrocket when the police arrive to say that you have just had a run-in with... The hypno robber, a real life supervillain. Oh, god oh, damn it, Miles. Bum, bum. <laughs> they exist and they demand to be taken seriously. By who? And I'm the only one that knows. <laughs> there are dozens of them. Dozens. Miles. God damn it. <laughs> you invite me on the show, I'm bringing video games and superheroes. Okay. This case, all Super right. villains. Uh, the real name of the hypno robber is Vladimir Kozak. Oh, okay. And he was born in the Republic of Moldova. You guys know about Moldova? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We, we definitely, I know. All, I, I mean, I've read it. I've read it on the map. Moldova. 
uh, is in a teeny, teeny, weeny, teensy, tiny uh, country in the middle of Eastern Europe, completely landlocked. Yeah. Uh, that also happens to be the poorest country in all of Europe. Oof, unforgiving. Um, it's very, I got hardcore, like, Doctor Doom, Latveria vibes from Moldova, um, but in all seriousness, it's an incredibly sad and, and like, difficult place to live because Shout the, out to all you Moldovans. The <laughs> average, the average monthly salary uh, in Moldova is 298 euros. And that's in 2018. Ooh. Ellie, that's check in on the euro facts. Yeah, can is you, just, that can you good, give us the European update, Ellie? Is that... That's low. It's low, yeah. Okay, good to know. Okay, guys, yeah. we, we figured that one out. Good. Okay, so Moldova, almost as interesting as Vlad, but let's get back to the man. Uh, back in 2005, Kind eyes. Moldova <laughs> was experiencing a bizarre series of bank robberies in which bank tellers described a kind middle-aged man who struck up a conversation with them and eventually, through unbroken eye contact... Hot. That's it. Uh, that's, yeah. That's... Hold on, let me just write so, that down. Stare unblinking at girlfriend. <laughs> at all times. Does it for her? Question mark? No, I just think in this scenario it would be kind of hot. Okay, all right. Fair, fair, fair. Through unbroken eye contact, this dude managed to make uh, bank tellers fall into a hypnotic sleep. The man would then instruct the tellers to empty their tills into a bag, which he simply walked away with. The tellers had no memory of their actions while entranced, but security cameras caught the exchange every time. No struggle, no conflict, just a man being given a till full of money, no questions asked. Sounds like a pretty sweet, sweet deal. Right. Yeah, I would love, I, I would love, listen to me, I would love a till of money. <laughs> Immediately. Uh, <laughs> listen to me. Give me the money. So, this dude managed to do this a handful of times, but then in the fall of 2005, the hypno-robber was finally identified after robbing the capital of Moldova's uh, Universal Bank of what would equate to 12,000 US dollars, which in Moldova is a big fucking deal. Not a bad day at work. Yeah, Yeah, he got too Uh, big for his britches. It would bring his total earnings to a little over $40,000. And after this robbery, Vlad wouldn't be seen for a very long time. (gasps) No, no, no. How long could it be if it was was like 15 years ago? I mean, it's like a... I'm crafting it's a like tale. A little bit like, are you suggesting this sort of last Airbender situation? Hundred years pass. You know I am always suggesting a last Airbender. Do you know one thing about me? That is what you know. Okay, so I was going to say show of hands, but it's an it's an audio medium. How many people here do believe in in hypnotism? That it's possible. Yeah, that you could. Someone could just go straight up get hypnotized and like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I couldn't be hypnotized. Okay. Well, I mean, I think like I, what I've heard is like it's like there's the power of suggestion, and some people are more susceptible to it than others. And no one, no one can crack this safe if they even fucking try. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay. Well, a lot of other uh, there's a lot of other hypnotism skeptics out there, and so there is a leading theory into what has actually happened here. Ooh. So a different take. Moldova, as we've established, is a country of cabadrols and not a lot of money. Uh, the leading theory is that these bank tellers were in on it, because <gasps> yes. in a country where most people oh, go home with two dollars a day, <laughs> yeah. it's not that wild. So he's like, "Hey, just listen to me and look like we're having a conversation. You're gonna give me all the money, and I'm you're then gonna say that I hypnotized you." Bingo. <gasps> that's and we'll dope. meet up later behind uh, the TGI Fridays that's geez. coming in 2015, 20, uh, and uh, and then we'll do the exchange there. Moldova's really excited about it. It's like when a small town gets a Dairy Queen. <laughs> Big fucking deal. Huge fucking deal. Um, so that's that has been the leading theory among uh, uh, authorities. But uh, 
I don't want to spoil the magic, you know? I do want to leave you with one last tidbit here. One last little, little fun fact. A, tidbit. Uh-huh. a little fact bang. To this day, Vladimir Kozak has never been caught by authorities. <gasps> yes. Oh, hell yes, king. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of questions that still swirl around about how exactly he did it and where he is now. Was it real? Were they in on it? What happened? Well, he was seen one more time after that uh, robbery in the Capitol in 2005. <laughs> He was seen in 2008 on at a security Coachella. camera. At Coachella. <laughs> tripping fucking balls oh, and having a yes. great time. No, not at Coachella. Uh, 2008, he was seen on a security camera in northern Italy. Yeah, where nice. he walked into a bank, spoke to a young female teller, and then walked away with $1,200 of the bank's money as she calmly watched from a deep hypnotic trance what the fuck cause see I really was thinking like it's gotta be more likely like what's more likely that he would find all these people who are susceptible to hypnotism yeah or that they were like all in on it but if it happened in Italy yeah in another random secondary location that's a perfect that's like the perfect little like you know how when they would do like uh, uh, like in Hey Arnold they would have like a spooky episode and like at the end of the episode they'd be like oh it Mm -hmm. wasn't a ghost after all and the kids would leave but then the camera would linker and would be like but what if as but you like, see something, maybe it was. It's, it's perfect. It's the perfect ending to the story. Maybe he did do it. Miles, Chelsea, I'm gonna give you one point each for those sexy, kind eyes <laughs> that have really bewitched your girlfriend, and I think that's funny for you. Right. It's really good for me. <laughs> you really, you really just threw her right in the kind eyes of an older man. Uh, <laughs> he's got money. <laughs> Uh, And I'm going to give you six points because it it just was like fun and it just bring that fun, just bring that fun miles energy that I wanted on my podcast. I don't know what's happening. I'm so tired. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. But I do have to take away one point because Eyes on the Prize, fine, was like a perfectly adequate title for this. But I feel like. You really missed an opportunity trance because okay, do you remember that show Dirty Sexy Money? Uh, uh yeah. yes. This could have been called <laughs> Stinky Horny Money. <laughs> Damn you hindsight! Damn you! Stinky, Stinky Horny Money. Well, there's your hey, there's your episode title, right? There's your episode title. No. Which episode of, which episode of what should I start on? Ah, you know Oh, um, oh, like the Gateway episode? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be Stinky Horny Money. Yeah, they so really gonna, came out of their shell in that one. So you're going to want to listen to that one and then the previous five? <laughs> okay, Sonic five. the Hedgehog, Stinky Horny Money. <laughs> Available on Spotify stinky. or wherever you get your podcasts. Miles. Ellie. I think it was seven. I'm going to give Wait, you... look into my eyes and don't blink. Oh, God. <laughs> Do I have to be in the room for this? I'm going to give you uh, four points for really painting a picture of a a very depressing place. You did that quite artfully. Thank you. It was extremely sad. Uh, Three (laughs) points for the cabbage roll, obviously. Obvi, obvi, obvi. So, yeah. I'll take it. Thank you. I think it's a Spellinor. OMG. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You spurned it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of What? Yeah, Miles, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at... At? 
God, she loves it when I say it. <laughs> At the it? Miles Luna. Well, that's good, because I wouldn't want to get it confused with any other Miles Luna. <laughs> Listen, the guy with Miles Luna has had it for years, and he won't give it to me. So I, I foolishly went with the most pretentious name possible. Have you tried uh-huh. sending him an audio message that's like a like a vicious threat, <laughs> but with your Randy Newman Do not... You can find me at Ellie Main on Instagram and at Ellie Maney on Twitter. That's correct. She's broken. She's so upset about Horrified. it. Horrified. Uh, I am at Chelsea Harfouche. It's H-A-R-F as in Frank, O-U-S as in Sam, H. Everybody loves that uh, on all of your social medias. And you can find this podcast at WhatPod on Twitter and Instagram. And check out those two girls.club for merch and updates. And also check out our Patreon because we're poor. <laughs> Help us. Capitalism is a nightmare. Oh, God. I, I hate us. <laughs> <laughs>